0: This is Rock and Roll, Rock and Roll English.
1: English. Real people, real, real English.
0: English. Here's your host, Martin Johnson. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Rock and Roll English. Episode number 231, baby. Oh yeah. In today's episode, I speak to, yes, I actually speak to someone this time. Not like the last podcast that came out. And I speak to Charlie Baxter from the British English podcast. Yes, he has been on here before. One of the, I think only one other person has been invited back on the show after appearing on. So congratulations to him for that. Um, And we speak about the differences between the UK and Australia. Okay. I haven't really got anything else to say, so I will speak to you again at the end. But remember, all of the vocab you can find at com slash episode 231, baby. I will speak to you again at the end. Happy listening. Hello, Charlie, and welcome again to Rock and Roll English. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Yeah, it's lovely to be
1: back. It's uh, it's exciting. I also feel like... um. I know you a lot better than I probably should do (laughs) just because I've been doing a podcast for the amount of time that we last
0: spoke. So I feel like we're we're brothers in that fact that we're podcast hosts. (laughs) I I feel you. I feel you. Remember that vocabulary? We had that a few weeks ago. I I completely understand you. Podcast brothers. I like it. Maybe we can call ourselves that. Yeah. um, See how that goes. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe get some bands or tattoos or something yeah (laughs) yeah get one each exactly of each other's logos (laughs) there's a grammatical mistake in my logo so uh, maybe you might (laughs) want to fix that Um, but so um, I'm sure everyone knows this but um, Charlie actually lives in Australia don't you you're from the UK but you currently reside so you currently live in Australia is that correct that's right
1: yeah yeah I've been here Two years to the date, pretty much. Yeah, we landed okay. two years ago yesterday.
0: Oh, wow. Almost anniversary there. Yeah, Just missed it, but um, never mind. I went there for six weeks in 2008, so I'm pretty much an expert as well. Um, so I thought we could talk about well, Australia, maybe some differences between Australia and the UK. Okay. Yeah, like it. Um. So the one thing I noticed in Australia, there's lots and lots of nature. They love the nature there, don't they?
1: They do. Yeah, they do. I do now. I'm a sucker for it. Oh, really?
0: It. Yeah. Okay. See, I'm. I very much like to stay. Well, I do enjoy being in the nature. The problem is that things come with nature's with nature of like animals, uh, insects, and this kind of thing, which. Kind of scares me a little bit. I mean, I'm scared of dogs. So, um, for example, when I was in Australia, we went to Fraser Island, which in my research, I found out is the largest sand island in the world. Okay. Um, And when we were there to like basically to do a shit, I think we were there three days. So obviously, you know, a human need in three days, you need to do a shit. Um, And they said, take a spade with you. And you basically had to make a hole and shit in the hole sand hole obviously and they said this this spade they said will also come in handy so will also be useful if you see a dingo um it's like a wild dog that could attack you so there was me with my trousers and pants down like i said i'm scared of normal dogs and i'm worried that this dingo is going to come and bite off my penis oh my god i hope it didn't i know <laughs> so <laughs> i've just had a child mate <laughs> <laughs> Um, so that's all still intact luckily so that that's all still fine so that's why i don't like it but you say you like it yeah
1: um yeah i like australia i don't like dingoes and i don't like shitting in holes um (laughs) but generally most people who live in cities in australia don't need to fend off dingoes with a spade every night um (laughs) or morning depending on your routine But uh, yeah, yeah, I have actually been to that island and I did have uh, a warning about dingoes, especially coming Mm. into your tents and snakes as well. Like uh, the sleeping bag. Apparently they like the end of the sleeping bag. So you've got to keep your tent shut, which is pretty scary to put your feet all the way in and your whole body is therefore in the
0: sleeping bag. And then you'd feel the
1: snake at the end of it. That would be
0: terrible, wouldn't it? I mean, this is exactly what I was talking about, because when I was in Australia, I mean, I can't specifically remember that. But that was because I had so much information of don't do this because don't do this because there are sharks, spiders, jellyfish, snakes, crocodiles. I even remember when I was there, there was a specific tree and they said, don't touch this tree. Because it, you can get like some kind of skin thing and you can die. And I remember thinking, is there anything I can do in this country that doesn't involve risk in my life? <laughs>
1: That's
0: hilarious. I remember when Harry, my
1: YouTube partner, came to visit mm. me in uh, Australia. We told him a myth that I was told by my cousin who lives over here. And he enjoyed telling me this myth and I fell for it. That there are these creatures called drop bears. And they're a mix between koalas and vicious, really vicious, like brown bears. And they're in the trees. They just drop from the trees. They just drop from the (laughs) trees and they eat you alive like with these really strong fangs. There's even Google images of these photoshopped koalas with these fangs. And I told Harry that and he was really scared of every tree that we went under. Um, And then only when he got back to England, I told him that it wasn't true. Yeah. So I I look at it like Australia... um, do this deliberately to fend off tourists okay. or not tourists because they, they like that, but they don't want people to live here. They they want us to come enjoy it, get petrified and then go home <laughs> and leave them to their own paradise. Cause I think it is a bit of paradise and especially, you know, your day to day life living in a city. I actually feel sad, not sad, but I just would like to be reminded a bit more that I'm in Australia um, that I haven't come across any horrible creatures recently. Like, okay. Yeah. Well,
0: l- lucky you because so what you the point you just made there that they like to like scare people that was very much what happened with me because when when I kind of touched down so when I arrived back in the UK I was kind of just like oh thank God just like nothing here I can just walk around without a snake coming into my bed or I can touch trees as well all I want I was I was hugging them I became a tree hugger when. <laughs> I got back to the UK and was like, "This tree is not going to kill me. We are one." Um, So, yeah. Although saying that about, um, they enjoy tourists coming. When I actually arrived, I was very much interrogated at the airport with the like content of my bag, Um, and yeah, I remember getting lots of questions, especially about drugs as well. They were like, um, "I remember that one of them said to me." like have you got any drugs so i was obviously gonna say yeah loads i've got like 200 (laughs) kilos of uh, cocaine in there um is that a problem Uh, but um so obviously i said no and then he said it's okay to take drugs and i was like okay and he said so have you taken any drugs um and i said no (laughs) if this was his like tactic to try and like I don't know there's some drug lord and his tactic is it's it's okay to take drugs and the drug lord says oh okay yeah, I have got 200 kilos of <laughs> cocaine in there it, it was very strange I I was I was again being very scared so not only the animals were scaring me even as soon as I arrived at the airport I was getting interrogated
1: which yeah. was
0: uh, yeah. very scary I, I remember that and I remember I I didn't
1: have the it's okay to take drugs conversation but they did say mm. have you got any
0: soil on your trainers i had exactly the same thing and i was like i, I don't know i don't know the last time i washed them
1: It's uh, <laughs> <laughs> a good point yeah yeah. Uh, yeah it's about the the like protecting the um the wildlife and the organisms and whatever the yeah. the, other, the correct word bacteria in the soil coming to okay. life again in Australia because it's an island and very isolated so there's they've got to be mm. quite protective of other things coming in
0: but yeah okay yeah so yeah it was a very very warm welcome for for when i went so that kind of like set the scene for like mm. you know i got they scared me at the airport and i was kind of i didn't sleep a wink <laughs> the whole time i was there of just like worrying a snake was going to come in my bed or something <laughs> like that um, so another thing about australia is they, they love a Barbie, okay? And I'm not talking about the, the doll, mm. like Barbie and Ken. A Barbie is in a barbecue. Um, is this right? Because I, when I was there, actually, because I, I didn't spend much time with actually local people. Um, is is this true or is it a myth?
1: Yeah. No, it is, it is true. I made a bit of a faux pas. Uh, I brought my own little Barbie doll to a Barbie because I got confused <laughs> by the Barbie invite. Uh, no, that's a lie. But it would be funny to put a Barbie on a Barbie. And then
0: you should do that next time yeah. you go.
1: See how that goes down. That would be good. Um yeah. yeah, they do. They do really like it. They have it often at Christmas. They'll have a Barbie, which is very peculiar for us, isn't it?
0: Yeah, this was another thing on my on my list for us. Like, what is that about? Like that that must be strange.
1: They'll also have fish. And I've I've realized obviously the climate changes the culture and it. It makes sense not to have a big roast because my sister, she's out here and she's quite stubborn um, and she wanted her traditional Christmas. Finally, after having her own house built and she had the family round, she's like, right, we're going to have a traditional UK British um, Christmas. And uh, we got we came round and it was boiling hot. It was like. 40 degrees and you do not want to stuff yourself with turkey and stuffing when it's 40 degrees out and you're just sweating standing there. So I think it makes sense to have different food in that climate. Yeah,
0: I, I like that idea as well. That's good. The same here in Italy. You've got very much specific rules for these kind of things. They seem to understand the weather. Whilst in England, because it's never so hot, it's just like you could just eat whatever, really. It's true. Um, whilst here, it's like, no, this is like cold weather weather food and hot weather food yeah well see so yeah, we we don't really have that so yeah. much but um speaking of barbecues another thing i noticed there is lots lots of australian men and big and muscly like the perfect when you think of a man operating a barbecue because you need a real man to operate a bar like, I would never trust myself operating a barbecue ever i i love going to a barbecue but i'm very much there you know taking part, having a few beers, eating the food, but there's always a big muscly man operating it. And that's what I saw a lot of in Australia, like muscly men, like going to the beach and maybe like surfing, like long hair, a guy called Brad that says like cowabunga kind of thing. <laughs> um, so there's lots of them. Is that right? Or no, do you feel, Oh, you've got a pretty good body. Actually. Do you feel, I certainly felt inadequate with my sh- shirt off.
1: No, this camera's doing wonders. Uh, I, I feel also <laughs> inadequate. Um, Whenever near a barbecue, but I actually got taught by my brother-in-law how to turn a barbecue on and just do the basic things, and I realised how Mm. bloody easy it is. And it's just we're scared of it. That's that's all. It's kind of like Home Alone and the (laughs) base kind of moment.
0: Yeah, exactly. And it's fire. You know, it's school. You know, we have you don't have fire (laughs) drills for nothing to like tell you what to do when there's a fire. Like you know, when when that's gone, someone's like. (laughs) starts the barbecue i'll I'll like walk outside and get in line like we used to do at school do you remember doing that (laughs) yeah (laughs) definitely so yeah the fire drills so yeah i don't trust myself at all um so another thing i saw is that 90 percent of australians live by the coast which you know that's great like to nine out of ten people in australia live pretty much by a beach so um surfing is big have you tried that yeah,
1: yeah, it's true. Um, I mean, most of the middle of Australia is pretty much inhabitable. It's um, it's mm. desert land, a lot of it. And then obviously you got the drop bears to look out for in the forests and stuff. <laughs> so, yeah, they stick to the beach. Uh, I have tried surfing. When I got here, I assumed everyone would be surfing. And therefore... Mm, that
0: I, That's my idea as well of Australia. Yeah. yeah.
1: And I got to Sydney um, and I, I did start and I had five lessons and I was loving it. Mm. And then I uh, settled into the inner west of Sydney, which actually takes about, on a good run, 40 minutes to the beach. Mm. And I was like to my mate, all right, right, we're going to go surfing on Thursday and we're going to do it every every week. And he was like, yeah, but we're a bit far away. And I was annoyed with that concept because I'd flown 24 hours or something. I was like, we're (laughs) fucking close to the beach. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But um, after two years of being here,
0: I haven't been surfing for a year now. What a shame. Wow. What a shame. Um, Yeah, what a shame indeed. Um, I I tried it when I was there as well, but spent a lot of the time, again, nearly dying and being (laughs) like, like pulled along with the water and like thinking uh, I'm going to die and then like just getting my head above the water, like gasping for air. (gasps) And I did that for about, I don't know, about half an hour. And then I just kind of thought to myself, I could continue doing this. (laughs) I could just sit on the beach and have a beer Um, and then I went for the latter option in the end
1: yeah Um, I think it's a good option I actually come to think of it my last lesson wasn't successful and I I got um washed around a lot um yeah I didn't enjoy it and I came away thinking "Mm, I'm not
0: keen for next week (laughs) exactly (laughs) I'm not desperate to go back because it feels like someone's literally holding your head under the water. Like maybe I remember when I was a child and like there was a bigger kid at the swimming pool that would maybe for a laugh, just like hold my head down for like a couple of seconds. It's kind of like that. Um, So. So, yeah, that, you know, that beer that I had on the beach was uh, number one, a really unique experience um, and number two, a great beer a great beer <laughs> that's um, true I thoroughly enjoyed it
1: i thought you were going to say when you were um, at school when a bigger kid uh gave you a bog wash i thought you were going to say that vocabulary <laughs> but i've never <laughs> experienced a bog wash and i thought that was extremely harsh you know what i mean yeah
0: yeah so like head in the toilet and um flushing it yeah flush in the toilet yeah i've i've never seen that either i never actually heard of that it's something that I actually remember when I joined secondary school, them saying like, you know, this happens and like being really scared. Kind of like the same thing of when you told Harry about these drop bears. Uh, I think it's just something they tell you to shit you up, to like yeah. scare you a lot. Um, because, yeah, I mean, and as well, the condition of school toilets. I mean, you know, <laughs> if, if someone was to put my head in like my toilet here now, you know, that's pretty clean. Wouldn't be the end of the world. But those school toilets, Jesus, like, I don't think you would survive.
1: <laughs> it's true. It's worse than hugging a tree in Australia, isn't it?
0: <laughs> yeah. God, yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah. I mean, that is something that I think would kill you with uh, some some of the d- diseases in there. But um, so um, moving on. So when, when I was in Australia, I noticed that um, alcohol and chocolate are really, really, really expensive So what do you do? Like, do you have to sort of think, you know, maybe I have to cut back on the beers to like drink less of them?
1: Yeah, it was exactly what we thought when we came here and we had been living in Germany where it was like 50p Mm. for a good beer (laughs) and then bit of an exaggeration, but and then come here and it's like six, six dollars for us equivalent or or even more. Um, We quickly thought, right, we're going to give up alcohol or just not. Yeah drink much alcohol um anymore but i think over (laughs) over time after stopping the you know the the surfing lessons i had some money to splash yeah no i i think in every country that i've lived in it just it just changes like the expenses come from one area but don't another like eating out it's not actually that expensive i Mm. feel like there's there's other things that are cheaper that allow for the expense of the alcohol, if that makes sense.
0: So, right, okay. things, yeah, it evens itself out, kind of thing. There you go, um, it evens itself out. Speaking of beers, I've you have to correct me here. I think was it called a, a schooner? Is that what? It's, Very something good. Like that, that yeah, they drink. Is that right? Yeah, schooners. Yeah, um, which is kind of like if I remember, like it seemed like even less than a half pint, like a tiny glass. Uh, beer is that right
1: so a midi would be a half pint like a midi, nice. midi just yeah. middle yeah or uh like <laughs> the latin is it would that okay. be what what's... i'm not 100 percent sure uh, probably not anyway midi is half pint and then schooner is three quarters of a pint roughly speaking oh three th-
0: three quarters right yeah. um because when i arrived there they said, like, no, we, like, we drink these. And I was kind of like, no, I'm fucking English. I'm drinking a, a pint of beer. Like, I'm not going to look like an idiot. Because, like, it's a thing in England. you Like, you go to a pub and you order a half pint of beer. Like, you look like a bit of an idiot, don't yeah. you? So I thought, no, I'm, I'm having a pint of beer. And they're like, yeah, but it gets really hot. And I was like, no, no, no. So I'm fine. And they like got to the end of it, like, drinking this warm beer and thinking, yeah. So I think I might go for one of those those schooners they look pretty good actually.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I I totally agree with it. And again it's the yeah, the climate um forcing the culture and uh, mm. and everything else but um I I think I prefer a schooner now. I think I prefer you know, the amount. It's it's a bit less intense and yeah. it stays I mean, a cool. A pint is a ridiculous it's amount so to much.
0: drink, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> any like... other volume?
1: Do you want a pint of tea? Do you want a pint of <laughs> exactly. milk? Exactly. I mean, when I was younger, maybe a pint of milk, but still. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. It, it is ridiculous. I, I don't know why um, that's the, the sort of like the culture in, in England. But it's, yeah, it's just that mentality of like I hadn't really even been out of England, I suppose, many times. I was like, no, look, I'm having a pint. It's got to be a pint. Yeah. And eight more of it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Crazy. Um, and the chocolate as well. Like, um, you know. Not as much of a problem as um, alcohol, but I remember specifically once being in Australia, I was hungover, really wanted some chocolate and I had to pay, I don't know, the equivalent of about, I don't know, about three pound something for a Kit Kat. And wow. it, it it was difficult to do, but I was like, no, I really want this Kit Kat. Did you say, give me a break? <laughs> oh, lovely, lovely. Some Kit Kat gags there for... Uh, Anyone that's interested. Um, yeah. So, actually, on the alcohol thing, I forgot to mention this. There was this thing called goon as well mm. in Australia. Is, yeah. that, is that something I suppose that just like young travellers drink? It was like disgusting wine. Yeah, really from memory.
1: cheap. Yeah, really cheap wine in a bag. Yeah, yeah, a, a bag of goon. <laughs> and did you ever play the game Slap the Goon? Uh,
0: possibly. I mean, I'm not a hundred percent sure about this i actually even thought though even then that the goon was too disgusting i couldn't really i didn't get along with it you so had well. a sophisticated palette even at that age <laughs> yeah Very exactly nice. yeah e- exactly that so but do you still do these things or is that just a kind of like traveler's kind of vibe yeah goon vanishes as soon as you you put the backpack down
1: i think um, yeah,
0: once you get like real life, it's like the goon has to go. Also, a
1: lot of wineries around. So I've actually in the last two months become a wine snob. I hate okay, to admit right. it, but I went for yeah. my birthdays for a, a, a wine tasting day. And we went around okay. the Hunter Valley, and we were given we were given like a, a driver with a minibus and they just dropped us off at like seven different wineries throughout the whole day. <laughs> and I thought this is ridiculous, especially because we started. At 11 o'clock in the morning at a gin tasting gin distillery. So it was straight gin at 11 a.m., which is a bit weird. But then from then on, it was wine. And uh, yeah, we found some really nice bottles and we've bought them. Mm. And we're now, we've got a wine rack that is like our wine cellar. We we're like mm, okay, not wanting nice, to yeah. use certain bottles. I've never never thought I'd have this in my life. That's but yeah, we're not. Oh, we're like oh, save it for a special occasion. Okay,
0: like, right, Who yes. are we? Who are we? <laughs> that is. I mean, that that's the sign of age. I think that's <laughs> yeah. that's what that's the rock and roll lifestyle of over thirty. I yeah, I think I think you, you maybe you're just thirty. Is that right? Thirty
1: one. Yeah, I'll take it, I'll take it.
0: Okay, yeah, exactly.
1: Imagine what I'll be like in five years when I'm 36. (laughs)
0: I'll be such a tosser. (laughs) Exactly. Such a great word, tosser. (laughs) Um, I I suppose, let's say a strong way to say idiot, very British. Um, Yeah, I'd say it's a uh,
1: perfect middle ground between idiot and wanker.
0: Okay, yeah, exactly, tosser, yeah. Yeah, I, I would say it's in the middle, yeah, in the middle. Closer to wanker than, than idiot. But, yeah, um, true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, th- the last thing I've got here, actually, uh, to tell me if this is true, because when, when I was in Australia, I remember, so on two occasions, this was in six weeks, having a bit of aggro. So, having a bit of some problems, let's say, with some local Australians that um, weren't too keen on the English. Um, actually, another thing that just popped into my mind is they're very strict on letting you into places. I remember I got refused entry on more than one occasion for, for being too drunk and thinking I wasn't even particularly drunk. Oh. Um, where, where were you? What city or what state? Uh, various places down the standard East coast route. Yeah. Uh, certainly in Sydney, I got, got refused. I remember, I remember that one quite clear. I mean, I was actually, actually in a bar and you know i would had a few drinks sure, sure. um but you know I, I wasn't doing i don't think anything ridiculous okay i was having a bit of difficulty controlling my head um it was kind of moving from left to right but uh i wasn't doing i was keeping myself to myself i wasn't disturbing anyone and got thrown out and i was like what's this about i'm a rock and roller come on <laughs> exactly <laughs> It's like Jesus. Um, yeah. So yeah, that was something else. But yeah, this thing of like, do they hate the English? Is this true, uh, or was I just unlucky a couple of times? Because I also I want to say met some other Australian people that were obviously absolutely fine. Had like, even got some Austra- Australian friends that live here. But in general, is is that a thing or no?
1: I think it's a a, a light kind of stereotype. Uh, yeah, a slight stereotype. Sorry. Because uh, they have this nickname for us, the Pommies. I don't know if I said that Pom. last uh, last time. Yeah. Pom, yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah. Um, prisoner of the motherland. Um,
0: oh, I didn't, I didn't actually know if that's what it meant. Okay. Or maybe you told me last time and I forgot.
1: <laughs> I can't remember, but I do sell it no. to people and everyone's like, oh, I didn't know what that. I'm like, yeah, whatever.
0: Moving on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's one of those things where you like interest in fact at a party. And I was like, oh, wow, he's intelligent, isn't he? <laughs> He reads books. Oh, would you like some (laughs) wine, madam? Yeah, Exactly. Um,
1: So they do have that. And Mm. we came from uh, America before Germany and they loved our accent and they were just so besotted by it. They were like, oh, you're Mm. you're English. Oh, so good. And then to Australia, they were like, oh, you're a pommy, are you? Oh, yeah. Coming (laughs) over here. Thinking you're all that or something. So we got a little bit of that. But since settling in, we haven't had any kind of noticeable, yeah, Yeah. anything kind of
0: dodgy. Well, I I think it's just the standard thing of some, you get idiots everywhere, don't you? Um, That's, I think, in every country, you're always going to find some idiots. So this idiot that I found in Australia, um, that I was talking to some English friends, they heard us and basically came over. And I remember, I'm not going to try the Australian accent, but basically at one point said to me, um, I don't give a shit about the queen. And I was like, neither do I. What do you fucking think? (laughs) Like, because I'm English. Like, I love, I just worship the queen.
1: Yeah, I think some of them have this um, priority of having, like, um, no class system. So they call Mm. it an egalitarian system, not having any.
0: That's a that word's too long for me yeah uh, it took me a
1: while to (laughs) get it they've told me it many times egalitarian yeah so no hierarchy basically they all want to believe that they're all capable of the same thing and there's there's no structure
0: i i I, you know i'm I'm with them i like that i'm very much
1: yeah so they look at the uk or us pommies as having Mm. that class system and we're we're so structured in that that we can't think of anything else some of them. Right. Okay. So maybe they have that chip on their shoulder of thinking they yeah. think they're better than us.
0: Right. Okay. If only this um, person that I spoke to had explained it like you, maybe we could have actually become friends. Because I I share a lot of those similar <laughs> ideas. But uh unfortunately, his aggressive tone, uh, he didn't really. And I was very much, again, shit in my pants. So <laughs> I, sp- I basically spent six weeks in Australia shit in my pants. But... Uh, great experience nonetheless uh, yeah <laughs> hope to come out and see you soon actually yeah <laughs> watch out for those drop bears yeah we'll, we'll go and get those tattoos together okay <laughs> yes. um anyway it's been a pleasure as always charlie thanks for coming on um obviously i'll put this in the show notes etc but it's the standard procedure if anyone doesn't know charlie where can they find out more about you your podcast
1: absolutely yeah it was a pleasure really really fun um so the british english podcast is the podcast that i'm doing uh, i have a youtube channel called real english with real teachers with harry and um the main website that i'm putting all of my love into is the british english Podcast.com. Um, yeah, that's, that's where you can go to find me. I'm also on Instagram on the British English podcast.
0: Exactly. But like I said, we'll all be in the show notes. Okay. Well, thanks a lot, Charlie. And we'll see you soon. No worries. Take care. You too. Bye-bye. Okay. So that was me speaking to Charlie about the differences between the UK and Australia. Now there was lots and lots and lots of vocab that I kind of forgot to mention during the episode which you'll be able to find at rocknrollenglishcom slash episode 231. But because there is so much, and I don't want the podcast to be too long, I'm just going to give you, well, explain the five most R&R pieces of vocab we had today. Um, so, Charlie said that he doesn't really need to... F- fend off dingoes. Okay, so when you fend someone off, it's when you kind of defend yourself from an attack. So think of this, a dingo, the wild dog, you're doing a shit in a hole. The dog tries to attack you and you fend it off. He also then used this term again, saying how at border control, they try to fend off tourists. Again, Stop the attack. Who are these horrible tourists coming on with mud on their shoes? Um, I also mentioned how when I was in Australia, I didn't sleep a wink. Now, I'm sure you understand that phrase, but I just want to highlight it to you because it's a lovely way to say I didn't sleep. I didn't sleep a wink. Charlie also used some kind of French vocabulary when he said, I made a faux pas when I took a barbie to a Barbie. So the Barbie doll to a Barbie barbecue. Confusing for me as well, that one. So this term, I literally had never heard this. I only actually noticed it when I listened to the podcast again. A faux pas. So to make a faux pas means to do something embarrassing, let's say, in a social situation. The social situation in this case being a barbecue And the stupid, embarrassing thing he did was bring a Barbie doll. Okay, so he made a faux pas. Really posh vocabulary, that. Although it's only two syllables, I still didn't actually know that because it's kind of French. Um, I also used the term at the end when I said when I got thrown out of the pub or bar or. whatever it was in Sydney, I said I was keeping myself to myself. A lovely term to say I wasn't bothering anyone. Just, you know, when you go somewhere new, just keep yourself to yourself and no one will bother you. And another term that Charlie used was when he said that Americans were so besotted with his British accent. So when you are besotted with something, you are completely in love. Okay, we use this for maybe someone that has children. I'm besotted. I've had a child, something like that. Or Americans speaking about British accents. Anyway, the rest of the vocabulary is at rockandrollenglish.com slash episode 231. And I will obviously be going through this with Rock and Roll English family members. So I will see you all soon, people. I have a kind of surprise for you, actually, later today or tomorrow. So stay tuned for that. But in the meantime, just keep on rocking, baby. Thanks
1: so much for listening to Rock and Roll English. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit rockandrollenglish.com and facebook.com slash rockandrollenglish. We'll catch you next time.